This month's podcasts are sponsored by Aubergine Legal. Do you sometimes worry that your business isn't meeting all its legal compliance requirements and wonder if you're ticking all the legal boxes? Are you losing sleep worrying about a piece of legislation that you may or may not be complying with? Perhaps you need some help with your client contracts or your data protection compliance. Or maybe you're worried that your website doesn't have the right documents or legal notices in the right place. Perhaps you have a brand that you want to protect with a trademark. How about if you could outsource it all and eliminate all of your worries? If so, then get in touch with Aubergine Legal, a friendly commercial legal consultancy offering practical and clear commercial legal advice without the overwhelming legal jargon, taking the worry away and helping you to protect your business and minimise your risks. Aubergine offers a free 30-minute consultation if you have any questions or want to find out if they can help. And you can access this link and book your free 30-minute call via the link in the show notes. Welcome to the Bring Your Product Ideas to Life podcast. Practical advice and inspiration to help you create and sell your own physical products. Here's your host, Vicky Weinberg. Hi, so as always, I have a really interesting guest for you today. Sam Adams is known as the Real Life Coach. She's a public speaker, a business owner for over 20 years, and she's based in Brighton. She helps ambitious people get get real results using real talk, real experience and real insight. Sam is a regular on BBC Radio and she's been featured in The Independent, The Metro, Marie Claire, Women and Home, Happy Fool and much more. So we had such an interesting conversation. Um, Sam is indeed a you know really real life coach and um, she's got a lot of life experience to share with you lots of business experience to share and I really hope you find this conversation really interesting and inspiring so without further ado here's Sam so Sam thank you so much for being here today thank you for having me I've just given you a little bit of an introduction there but would you like to introduce yourself in your business in your own words please yeah when when you read that then I thought that does that I'm not sure. I think that might be an old wire because <laughs> I think I have edited it since then. But yeah, I mean, I am based in Brighton. Um, I'm a business owner. I've had a property. I've been in property for over 20 years. Um, I did a little bit of mentoring and speaking around property. And uh, now my main focus is my coaching and speaking business. Um, I also have a podcast as well. And yeah, I'm really passionate about helping people be their best selves, I guess. And I do that through, I guess, a lot of things that I learned myself. So a lot of my coaching methods are more like real world methods, stuff that I've been through, stuff that's helped me. Um, uh, because at, end, at the end of the day, you know, I have, a, I have a sort of a brief framework for how I coach people. But at the end of the day, every, every person is individual and they are the material. So it, it depends on each client. And I love just working with people that inspire me, people that are ambitious, that want to be their best selves, create a vision and take action on that vision. And uh, I absolutely love what I do, really. It's, I wish I'd started it sooner, quite frankly, but I did property instead. <laughs> what made you made the switch? Um... I'm just curious about that actually so what made you switch Uh, from property to coaching well I I, to be fair I did love property and I still do love property um I guess you know I did a lot of renovations and stuff in the beginning which is and I did a hell of a lot of it myself um I had a friend who was a builder and my dad uh used to help as well um but then obviously got older had kids it, it got a lot more difficult and then um, in 2000 and 
five, sadly, my sister's uh, partner died suddenly out of the blue and left my sister. My sister and him and their baby were living with us at the time, just temporarily, while we actually were looking for a property to renovate that they could live in. And her partner, Tony, and I would renovate it together. And then they would remain living there. And we'd take out the, the money once we refinanced it and go on as a partnership together. Um, so they were just temporarily living with us. And um, sadly, Tony died at that time, leaving my sister with a four month old baby. And, um, you know, it was okay, but my girls were, I've got twin girls and they were, I think they were about six and a half at that time, you know, and one, uh, you know, they have extra needs, both of them are adopted. So they had extra needs. So it was, a, it was a very, very difficult time. And my sister, it became quite evident quite quickly that my sister needed her own space really. Um, so I bought my first buy to let property for my sister to live in. And so that's when I kind of changed really my, my property business. It became less hands-on and it became more about building a property portfolio. And, and that's what I did. And I then got into speaking at events because by that time I'd done quite a few different strategies in property, lease options, and obviously the buy to let. So I, I, yeah, I, I did a bit of mentoring around that then and I did speaking. And what I found with the mentoring was that I really, I really loved the personal development side and coaching people rather than just showing them how to do the strategies. And um, I've always loved personal development. I had a small, small business back in sort of the two, year 2000 before I got into property. I had a team of like 30 people and I loved sort of coaching them and motivating them. And so I kind of like that just got me really thinking and I got a real buzz out of it. And then I spent some time in Spain. I bought a couple of houses in Spain. I bought a villa in Spain. I spent a lot of time in Spain and I started to coach people online and I thought, let me just tip, dip my toe in it, really, and see if I liked it. And I, and I just loved it. And I've kind of evolved and, and got better at it and, and, got, and done some learning around it and found kind of like, I've found a good fit for it now. Whereas, you know, it's like anything, isn't it? When you first try it on, it doesn't necessarily feel comfortable. Yeah. And, and you have to get used to it, don't you? And now I'm sort of used to it. I know what I do. I know how I do it. I know who I want to work with. Um, and it feels, it feels really amazing to be able to impact um, other people and help them transform their lives. Yeah. Thank you for all of that. And I think you're right. You do sometimes need to go through a couple of evolutions until you sort of land somewhere that feels right for you. Yeah. And obviously that continues to change as well. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Like I, this is, although I'm here and it feels really good, I'm still looking to grow and, uh, and progress myself. And, and we're constantly, aren't we, you know, evolving and changing. Um, so that, that's just, that's just normal really. And um, I, I think rarely do we generally just get to that point and we stick and we fixed and this is where it is. Um, it, it's always, always progressing and changing. Yeah. So thanks for sharing sort of where you've, your journey so far. I mean, we know this isn't the end, but thanks for sharing where you, <laughs> you got to this. Where I am now. I mean, I yeah. already know where I'm going to the next bit, so which is quite exciting. So yeah, I'm already sort exciting. of progressing. So yeah, it's really good. And what it sounds great is that you're like keen to try things on as well, which is also good because I think that's something that people can struggle with, you know, the trying something and seeing if it works or yeah. not. And I guess that's one of the reasons I've got you on today is in your capacity as a coach, um, because this podcast is obviously for people who want to start creating and selling 
products mm. and um sometimes I think that there can be a bit of a, a fear around you know you know people can have great ideas but there's a bit of a fear around getting started and one of those things I guess is fear of failure so I don't know if you can speak at all or you have any thoughts around sort of you know just trying something out and and seeing yeah. if it works what yeah that you know it's yeah it's you know people are we're all human right and we all do have our fears and worry about making a mistake you know typically I get a lot of people that come to me with fear um you know they might have a business idea or a vision of how they want their life to look and or a business they want to create and so I guess it's similar to your audience it's a product right maybe that they want to create and essentially that is a business um and and fear is just about ultimately fear is a story that you create in your mind that you believe it is just a story and I always say to people, there's two sides. That is, there's fear and on the opposite side of that is faith. Fear is the negative based story. And faith is, this, again, a story that you create in your mind that you believe. Neither are real. Neither are here in this reality because fear is projecting. You're thinking about the future, what might happen, what could go wrong, what mistake you might make. And the faith one is how it could go amazingly well and the world is conspiring for good for you. Um, you choose which story you want to create, right? Both take quite a, you know similar amounts of energy. So it's learning to flick the switch and thinking, okay, what if this go- does go well? Why not me? Why, why can't I make it a success? But one of the things I say about fear and people that um, worry about making mistakes is that the and you've probably heard this that, that your mistakes and your failures are your biggest lessons they are your education at the end of the day you will learn far more from the mistakes that you made than anything like you I know you know I've been bankrupt that taught me more than anything about money and now I have a property portfolio you, do you know what I mean that was my biggest lesson about money and how to keep it and how to spend it and what you, so your biggest failures will become your biggest lessons if you're in if you're smart enough to look for them not everyone is because some people fail and then they 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 end up just not going forward and not learning anything from it so um my very first business, like I was just alluded to, um, I remember the the guy, one of the, my mentors at the time uh, said to me, Sam, you will fail your way to success. And I never forgot that. Uh, and so I've always strived to push myself to be in that discomfort because that's where the growth is. And to know if I get it wrong, that I'm going to learn a big lesson from it. It's painful don't get me wrong. <laughs> None of us yeah. wants to fail, really, do we? Um, but you have to quickly pick yourself up and think, okay, one of the great questions I love to ask in coaching is when things go wrong. And I asked this to someone yesterday who was having a little bit of a problem is what does this now make room for? What does this now allow? Now you can apply that question to pretty much anything, any challenge or anything you face. So I would say to somebody, if you've got an idea and you're passionate about it, yeah, you're going to feel fear. Um, But fear is just a story. Screw it. Just do it. You will make mistakes. But those that are successful and that succeed are just the ones that kept going, the the ones that learned from their mistakes. There is no linear line between, you know, here and your success, whatever success looks like for you. It is a rocky road and a very strayed path. Uh, and um, yeah, I think 
like I say, everyone experiences it. I know some pretty amazing people, Olympic athletes, top motivational speakers. All of them have felt fear at some time. But what they have done is just taken their courage and gone forward and done it anyway. You know, perf uh, perfectionism stops people moving forward. Um, you know, that, and of course, you know, none of us are perfect. If you, you, if you are a perfectionist, you, you, you know, that can be so debilitating, so limiting, because you want to get all your ducks in a row before you even get started. Uh, and I'm very much an advocate of uh, a bit of a scrappy launch or a scrappy idea. Just go with it. If you've got the vision, the plan comes second in my book. It's having that vision and having that desire and having that spark. So if you've got that, start telling yourself some faithful stories, stories that it's going to go well, that it's going to go right. Um, you get to control your thoughts. Your, your mind is, is just a tool and you get to create those thoughts in your head. So choose the good ones. Choose the, the non-fear-based ones and choose the faith-based ones. Um, one other quick thing <laughs> is is confidence. A lot of people think, well, I can't do this. I'm not confident about it. or I'm not confident in my product or whatever. But, you know, confidence comes off the back of action, not before. So the biggest thing you have to find within you is the courage to take the leap, to take the risk. You know, life is risky anyway. The biggest risk of all is life. We're all going to die. So just take the risk. You know, the pandemic must have surely taught us all something that we don't know what's around the corner. So take the risk, sum all your courage and step into it and you'll try something and maybe you'll get it right. And that will give you a little bit of confidence. And then once you get that little bit of confidence, you get momentum to try something else again and have that courage a little, be a bit more courageous the next time. And then your confidence grows and grows and grows and grows. Yeah, thank you for that. And that really resonates with me because my the biggest thing I would say my, for myself since launching my own brand of products and a lot of the reason that I do the work I do now is it made a massive shift in how I saw myself and what I felt I could achieve because mm. I did something that was really hard and scary. And don't get me wrong, I made so many mistakes. I have I have a blog that I started about, must be coming up for five years ago now, full of, and it'll take, if you go right to the first ones, you can see all my mistakes. They're still there. I haven't got rid of them um, because I kind of just wanted to have it on record that I really didn't know what I was doing but having done it is why I'm such a big believer in other people sort of doing what they want to do and whether it's obviously this podcast is about creating products but whether it's about creating a product or starting a business or doing anything yeah. I think you might as well have a go because the benefits of what it will do to you if you succeed far outweigh in my mind the risks of it not entirely going to plan and I guess that's something else I don't know whether you feel you can you can talk to this as well is is about risks and surely there must be ways of doing things where you are limiting the, the you know the risk whether that's financial or whatever it is um what what would you say to that are there, are there ways you think Sam that people can sort of have a go at something without sort of putting it all on the, the line as it were yeah of course you get that of course all, all the time you know I was scared when I did my first property development I was even though I'd been in property I was super super scared to do my first buy to let because it was new and I, I hadn't done that strategy before and I was like do I really want to do this you know am I going to be able to pull my money out and yeah I was even though you know I was super super scared but I think the way to reduce risk is through information and support really it's it's do your research do your due due diligence i once got um ripped off for 100 grand very painful 
very painful but I I obviously reflected on that a lot um and when I was going into it it was a big property investment thing and and I looked at the risks and I thought that I alleviated the risks but when I look back on it I realized that I didn't do enough I didn't do enough due diligence so that was a hundred grand education right there um and I would just say to people is, yeah, it's do your due diligence on your product or whatever it is that your, you know, your suppliers, your financing, you know, research uh, and then get someone's second opinion. Someone who's trust, someone, you know, or trust or is in your business, get that, get them to um, support you and to look through it as well to limit your risks. And the other thing is, is, um, oh, it's gone out of my head now. Isn't that weird? support get support so like with me with property um yeah I did a couple of joint ventures I got people to partner up with um and because it's it's really hard being um in business for yourself or being an entrepreneur entrepreneur whatever you want to call it it is really tough you know it is it can be very very lonely and that's I did a lot of property on my own like I said in the beginning and I I learned took me longer than a it should have really that actually finding people to connect with people to support me uh, was invaluable you know like even having a coach like my my when I was in property I kind of knew I needed a coach but I resisted it for so long and then the minute I got a coach and a mentor it was like the best thing I ever did I had someone to bounce ideas off someone to talk things to through because when we're in it, like, so if someone's creating a product and it's their baby and it's their product, it's very difficult to see all of the other things that actually might benefit you and might help you. And that's where getting some secondary advice or somebody to partner up with or joint venture with or a coach is really valuable to get that extra support. And I do believe that getting that extra support um, and doing your due diligence can minimize risk. Of course, there is always going to be risk but you can minimise it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think having a network of people around you is something that I'm a big fan of as well. There are mm. plenty of networking groups locally. I mean, to be honest, at the moment, we're recording this in a pandemic. You don't need to join a local networking group, for example. You could join a networking group for people who sell on Etsy. You can join a group for people who, yeah, who just who sell a certain type of product. Yeah. And actually, I think there's a lot to be said from, and this can be a bit, I think this can be a bit unsettling, but there's a lot to be said for sort of getting a group of like-minded people and, uh, and asking for honest feedback, asking for honest advice, saying I'm stuck, what do I do next? Because yeah. there's, you can learn so much from other people's experience. You don't necessarily have to make mistakes that other people have made. You can learn from other people's mistakes and they, and in turn, people can learn from mm. what you do as well so I think if um you're sort of just asking for help and um, and being open to also helping others I think goes a long way yeah that it's a two-way street when you help other people you know you can look like for me with what I do you know yes I'm helping other people while my coaching but I learn and grow from uh, from the people that I coach um so you you you, re you really really can I think um yeah support groups are, are amazing and you know one of the best things you can do for yourself is to learn from other people's experiences um, instead of just thinking blindly, well, it'll be different for me, um, which is easy to do. But, it, you know, that that will save you money in the long run by going to someone that's been there and done the trail already and getting their honest feedback and seeing how they did it. Um, 
you know, maybe don't, I would say if you're thinking about going into business with your product or creating it, it's not always best to go to your friends and family because they're probably no, I don't, the ones. Yeah. yeah I don't recommend talking to your friends and family, not unless yeah. they happen to be the perfect people to buy your products, but often they're not, yeah. are they? Often no, they're going to be your biggest fans or they're going to be the biggest critics, depending exactly. on who they are. Yeah, depending on who they are. But yeah, they can be very critical. And, and of course, they're trying to protect you yeah. um, and de-risk you. So, oh, don't do that. I have, I've got somebody who um, is an entrepreneur now, but she was an accountant. And that was the kind of scenario for her. It's like, oh, you know, you don't want to give up your accountancy job, you know. And it's just like, but she was dying, really, in that job. She hated it. You know, she, her life was just not how she imagined it to be. So, yeah, your friends and family, they, they, are, they do mean well, but they're not perhaps always the best place to go to get that advice I think so <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about staying positive because I um sort of blog post you wrote about this um over on your own site and I'll link to that in the show notes other people can take a look and mm. you were talking about sort of some of the habits you can get into to stay positive particularly now we're recording this at the end of January life is quite hard now isn't it it's quite grim it's literally gray outside and um it it is a tough time of year but so what are some of the habits we can get into to kind of stay positive yeah it's it's a really really tricky time uh for everyone right now but life is generally you know it is quite hard we're super busy we're more busy than we've ever been before we're our busiest generation um some of the things that i do and 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 i encourage people to do my clients and people in my membership is just one of the key things I do is about routines, which is talked about a lot, a lot more these days, especially for business people and entrepreneurs. Generally, people think, oh, when you talk about routines and daily habits, and I think it's boring and they think it's going to take up too much time. But actual, in actual fact, you're in control of that routine. So you can create one that suits you and that you thrive off of. And in the long run, routines save you, save you time. And most importantly, right now, they keep you grounded. Um, we are facing obviously so much uncertainty in our day-to-day lives and you know humans don't do well with uncertainty we like to know what's coming generally and we always think that life is certain when in fact it actually isn't but we feel like it's certain right now we feel it's very uncertain so one of the things I'd say to somebody about about creating more positivity in your life it's up to you your mind like I said previously is a tool You are not your mind no more than you are your hand. They are both a tool and you get to choose and pick your thoughts and create your stories that you play out, that eventually play out in real life. So work on your mindset, go and do some personal development because, you know, changing your state of mind really can change your, 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 your reality. You know, what you think in your mind eventually becomes what you speak. And then what you speak out into the world eventually becomes what you see in the world. So if you've got a positive mind, you will see positive in your world. And then you will take action on those thoughts that you have whirling around in your head and you will see results off of that. So there's a, there's a chain to all of that. And it starts as, as my brand is, it starts with you and it starts in your mind and rethinking your thinking, which is something I do with my clients. So that's really the first place to start. I would absolutely get yourself some routines. Morning routine for me is the most important one. Some people, I, I, I have a bit of an evening routine as well. Um, and it's about how you, it's about living intentionally. You know, what do you want to get out of this day? What do you want to get, you know, on a wider view, what do you want to get out of life? And then bringing that down to living intentionally every single day. Every day is a non-refundable day is one of my, sayings that I say all the time you know it's 
Today is Wednesday, the 27th of January, 2021. That date will never, ever come around today. It's very precious. It's non-refundable. You can't buy back the time. Tomorrow, you're not going to be able to go back and relive it. So how are you going to make it count? And I have that thought in my head. I've trained myself to have a positive thought as soon as I, as I wake up. Again, like I said, it's your thoughts. It's your thinking. And you can train yourself to do this stuff. I always read something positive something inspiring first thing in the morning. I, I write in the morning now, I never used to. Um, and I also journal. And again, I used to think journaling was a bunch of our woo-woo tosh, quite frankly. Um, but now I'm sort of like, I, I know how powerful it is just to get rid of any crap and emotions that's in my head. Um, and I just write about how I'm feeling. And again, down the line, it's a great reflection tool to see, um, you know, to try and understand yourself and to become more self-aware. And when we become more self-aware of who we are and, you know, and, you know, that, that you can grow from that. You become the better version of yourself and you can have a better mindset as well. It all helps to build a better you. So one of the other things I do in the morning, which is probably one of the most important things for me is exercise, exercise. When you move your body, you move your mood. We live in, you know, our generation is the least active generation probably ever. You know, if you think way, way back when all you did all day was try and hunt and gather for food. Now the guy will bring it or the woman will bring it to your house and even put it on your kitchen table. Do you know what I mean? We don't have to go and hunt and gather for food. We can sit at a desk all day long and barely move. But we need to move to release the nice juicy sexy chemicals that make us happy and joyful and feel exhilarated and have energy endorphins serotonin oxytocin and a lot of that comes from moving our body and also getting out in nature um, those things are known and scientifically proven to help our mood so my morning routine always consists of some kind of exercise whether that's a run a cycle a walk um, you know, going to the gym, can't do that sadly at the moment, or a spin class or whatever. Um, but just even a walk, a 20 minute walk every day, like a 20 minute brisk walk every day, I promise you will do you the power of good in your mindset. It just shifts any mental drift and it can absolutely lift your mood. So for some people that their thing, like I'm a runner, I love running, that's my movement most days, but somebody else, meditation might be their thing, yoga might be their thing, trampolining might be their thing whatever your thing is find it and fit it into your morning routine and create the thing about a morning routine and carving out of that time in your day and it is your responsibility to do that by the way whether you've got kids or whatever you know if you want to be the best parent the best person at work to have the best business and be your best self you have to carve out time for yourself and for i've found for me personally that first thing in the morning is the best time to do that is to create that space in your diary to do, to create your own little morning ritual that includes some kind of activity, like I said, around running, walking or whatever, as well as maybe a bit of journaling, reading something positive or listening to a podcast for a half an hour whilst you get ready or whatever, just creating a morning routine that sets you up for the day and puts you in a positive main uh, frame of mind but initially that all starts with your mindset and working on your personal development there. Yeah, thank you for that. And I'm so with you. I mean, I never used to think 
I never used to see the benefits of that, especially because it meant getting up early. You would not believe mm. now, Sam, how early I get up every day so that yeah. I can have some exercise, have a shower, read a bit of a book, listen to a pot, or just do whatever. I get up yeah. a good, most days I'm up a good two hours before my kids, which might sound crazy to some people, but it just, like you say, just starts your day off in such a positive way because you've already done all this stuff for yourself before. Yeah anyone else is even around yeah, yeah. it's made them I'm tough to say for me it's made a, a massive difference um I'm glad to hear that you've done it because a lot of mums really struggle with it you know it's like oh you know kids first kids first partner first but you know I, I had this conversation recently with a client who was like I just I want to be a better mum I want to be the best mum and she was putting everything before herself but how can you be a best mum if you're not if you're stingy with the time that you spend with yourself and the time that you work on yourself and nourish your soul? You know, if you're nourished from, you know, internally, then you're gonna, of course, you're gonna rock up when they get up at two hours later, and you're gonna feel energized, vitalized, you're gonna be joyful, and they're gonna see the best version of you, and you're gonna be the best parent. You'll have more patience, you'll be less stressed. Um, so it's absolutely, you know, it's really nice to hear that you do that. Thank you. And also practically, I've also found that if it's if there's ever something I've really got on my mind, whether it's something I need to write or like, you know, like a work thing to have it done first thing in the morning before because I don't really count the day as starting until the kids are up to have it Mm -hmm. done. Then it kind of just clears your mind for the whole day. And then I feel like I really can focus on my kids because that one thing I had to do, well, I've done that already that's gone and now yeah and now I can just focus on my family all day and it doesn't matter if I don't get time to myself till they go to bed because I've already had that time first thing I think with with life you know if you if you think well I'll do it later the trouble is we get so many other interruptions and so many things come into you know we're bombarded aren't we these days it's just the world that we live in obviously less so now because of the pandemic but you know life is busy something happens auntie jean wants you to do this your husband your partner your kids and you get to the end of the day you're exhausted and you're just like I can't do it and that's why I find first thing in the morning is absolutely the best time to do it and carving it out first thing and yeah, and I know that might not work for everyone. Some people might prefer to do their, you know, their time in the evening. I think it's whatever suits. But I think carving out some time for yourself, particularly if you have got some kind of goal you want to achieve and something you want to work towards, I think you do have to be intentional about finding yeah. the time to move towards that, even if it's in really small steps. Yeah, so along- small steps lead to big impact. Yeah. And big outcomes. So along that lines, the final thing I think it'd be nice to talk about briefly is and we kind of touched on this earlier when we talked about getting support and having a network is accountability, because I think other people can be a really powerful way of, of keeping yourself accountable. Um, yeah. Because let's face it, if we, especially if we, we know we're talking today about doing tough things, about doing hard things. Um, what's your, what, you know, let's talk a bit about accountability. Why do you think we need it? Well, first of all, do we need it? Do you believe we need it? And how, how do we get it? Well, I mean, we don't all need it. Let's be honest. It depends how self-motivated you are. But motivation doesn't last. Discipline is what you need. Um, And it depends how how much self-discipline you can have, really. Um, Most of us, we need some accountability and some support. You know, I I do as well. And I'm pretty self-motivated. I always have been, I think. Um, But when you've got a buddy or a mentor or a coach or you're part of a support group, you know, when you when you put it out there to them, 
you suddenly you like you are more it's just human nature that we are more inclined to do the things that we say we're going to do the easiest person to lie to is yourself so if you keep it to yourself and you set your own goals and they're just in your head you can easily like you know lie to yourself a little bit about that but when you've put it out there like I say in your support group or whoever um whether you've got a coach or whatever then you you can't get away with it <laughs> so easily because they're going to go well, how's it going with that diet or how's it going building that that product or getting that financing or whatever it is that you've put yourself out up for doing um it absolutely will will mean that you are more like i, I can't remember statistics i think it's something i want to say it's near 70 percent chance of achieving it more likely to achieve it or do those things if you've got an accountability buddy a coach or a group than you are if you just try and do it alone um so yeah it it definitely does work yeah that's huge isn't it that's a really big i don't know the figure either but that's that's a big that's a big increase yeah it is and it's a bit like goal setting like you know sometimes we talk you know i've talked spoken a lot about goal setting this year beginning of this year on radio and tv and it you know it's an old you know you think oh goal setting that's so old school but it but it works you know you're more you know if you put meaning behind them there has to be meaning behind your goals um I could probably talk about goal setting for an hour but briefly you know if you set meaningful goals you you write them out um and you then also share that that's that's rocket fuel rather than just having it all in your head like I'm going to lose 10 pounds I'm not going to tell anyone about it I really want to do it because I want to get in that bikini on holiday but I'm not going to mention it to anyone or I'm not really bothered if I actually don't do it you won't do it but when you commit it to to paper your goal setting again the statistics are super high uh, that you're more likely to achieve it than than somebody that doesn't do that and then you combine that with some accountability then yeah you you really, you know, 10x your your chances of achieving it. Oh, thank you so much. So yeah, if you're listening to this and there's something you want to do, write it down and tell someone. Very good first <laughs> yeah, steps. Exactly. Get yourself a buddy. <laughs> so thank you so much for all you've shared, Sam. So what I would love to know, one final thing before we finish is, so the whole point of this episode has been to, you know, get people a bit fired up if they're looking to do something that have perhaps mm-hmm. been procrastinating or putting it off for, for all number of reasons, because let's face it, you there are infinite amount of reasons to not get started with someone yeah. something sorry but what would be your number one piece of advice for someone who's got an idea let's say it's for a product that's what we're all about but mm. for whatever reason they're just sitting on it you know it's not the right time or they don't have the time what would what would be your number one tip to get people I mean, going I guess if you think you don't have enough time or it's not the right time then I'd get you to, I would say question yourself about your product and your desire to create it and your vision because when you're connected to what it is you want to create, then your motivation is super high to begin with. Obviously, like I say, motivation doesn't last forever. So it's the meaning behind it. Are you really passionate about this thing that you want to create? Because the desire is the thing that will pull you pull you on at the end of the day. When the going gets tough, if you truly believe in your product and what you're doing, desire is everything. And so if you're if you're delaying getting started or it's not the right time there will never be a right time that's just there never will be and you need to question yourself around that and maybe it's a bit of perfectionism well obviously perfection doesn't exist and you just never get started so i would just question your desire around it and if you and if you truly question it 
and you you absolutely believe in this and you know that you can create something then you just have to have a screw it just do it attitude you know you've only got to look at all the people that created different things you know tesla and you know einstein and all these great people you know they all had failures and they just tested it, it pulled back tried again failed pulled back tried again but if your desire for what it is that you want to create is strong enough you will get up there and get out there. So you have to question yourself about the meaning behind it. Maybe it needs a little bit of tweaking for that desire to strengthen. Um, and it's, it's a little bit of self-analysis that, that needs, to, needs to be done at the end of the day. But eventually you're gonna, you know, doing nothing achieves nothing. You know, you have to eventually stick your head up above the parapet and just go for it and just hold on and enjoy the ride. You know, like I say, if the pandemic hasn't taught us anything, it should have taught us that we don't know what's around the corner. So just go for it. Just go for it. That's good advice. Thank you. And I think as well, you know, this is something I'm telling my kids all the time is that you can enjoy the experience as well. So even if things don't turn out exactly how you typed, it's an Mm. experience it's you know you can enjoy the process even if even if you do it and you decide it's not for you things don't quite work out or you want to change things yeah there's something I'm especially my oldest I'm saying to him all the time is it's fine to you know try and do this thing and if it doesn't work well we've you know you've done something haven't you whatever one of the things I always say to people is there's no happy ending to an unhappy journey enjoy the journey you know you might have this desire to create this amazing thing and it could be torturous. It could be completely painful the whole way. Chances are when you get to the end, you won't be happy. Make sure you enjoy the process. That's good advice. Thank you so much. Well, thank you again, Sam, for your time, for everything you've shared. Where's the best place for people to come and find out a bit more about you? If they need uh, some yeah, more of your motivation. Yeah. <laughs> the easiest uh, place is just to go to my website which is sam-adams.com and then I'm on just social media as Sam Adams Coach on Instagram and uh, yeah perfect thank you and um, I'll link up to your podcast in the show notes as well so people can go and take a listen to that and yeah, yeah thank you again for being here and everything you've shared no my pleasure thanks a lot Ricky hi thank you so much for listening as always i would absolutely love to know what you thought of this episode please do remember to rate and view the show and also most importantly subscribe so you don't miss out on any future episodes and as a reminder i release a new episode every single friday so take care and look forward to speaking to you again then if you've been inspired to start a podcast in 2024, I really recommend my podcast host, Captivate. Captivate were my top pick when I started podcasting four years ago because of how easy it was for a complete novice like me to get started. I've stuck with them for the last four years because Captivate is still really simple to use. They keep adding great new features like the ability to share ads like these and they've just been really reliable. So when you're ready to start your own podcast, you can use the link in the show notes and get a free seven day trial with Captivate.